Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, And on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show, and I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome. Today, we're going to take it in with Psalm 1-3 using my step-by-step Bible study method, and you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. And with me today, once again, is my friend Susie Crosby. Susie, welcome back. Hey, Angie. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to talk about this with you. This verse of scripture has been just really It's been really thought-provoking for me. So we are going to be in the book of Psalms, and we're going to be in Psalm 1, verse 3. I'm going to read it in the NIV. It says, That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. So just a little information about the book of Psalms. It is a collection of biblical poetry consisting of prayers and hymns and laments and songs covering a broad range of human experience. Um, Of all the books in the Old Testament, the book of Psalms most vividly represents the faith of individuals in the Lord. And this is all information from the Bible knowledge commentary. And I have to agree. I know I've said this before, but I do feel like Psalms is a little bit of like a a heart roller coaster where the psalmists are up and they're down and they're connected to God and they feel far from God and they question God and they uh, cling to God. And it's all, it's like the, there's not emotions that are too big. They all fit inside the book of Psalms. And I think that's one of the reasons that yeah. <laughs> that I just go to them over and over again, because it's helpful for me to know that whatever I'm feeling, um, it's not too big for God. So uh, chapter one, where we're going to hang out today has six verses in it, and it is called the way of the righteous and the way of the ungodly. We are going to focus in this section that is about the way of the righteous and how the righteous person is blessed. And so I'm going to read it one more time again. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. All right. Step one, Susie, start us off. All right. Our words for today is prospers. And the definition of prospers is to succeed, to become strong and flourishing, to grow vigorously and to thrive. And I always like to look up the opposite because it helps me understand what it really means. And the opposite of to um, prosper is to flounder, to struggle and to fail. Mm. Yeah, I, I picked prosper as the word almost uh hesitantly because there's so much about like prosperity mm-hmm. preaching mm-hmm. and some of this that I feel like is just 
tangly and not right and all that. But I'm like, you know what? So let's look at it then. Let's look at what prospers is. You know, if the Bible is saying whatever this person does prospers, what does that really mean? And so I'm kind of excited to do this with you because, yeah, I liked the word, the opposite word flounder. I found that one too. And I'm like, that's what I don't want to do. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. That's what I don't want to do. So, okay. So, so step two is to investigate. And we do that in four parts. Part one is uh, to compare the word prospers, our word for today in other translations. I found a couple of different things. The Amplified said prospers and comes to maturity which I thought that was mm -hmm. interesting, like a process. Um, the CEB says succeeds. The message said always in blossom. The NIRV said turns out well. And the NLV said will work out well. Hmm. So you plug a couple of those back in. The person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yield fruit in season and the leaves do not wither and whatever they do succeeds. Whatever they do comes to maturity. Whatever they do is like always in blossom. Whatever they do turns out well. Whatever they do will work out well. So, so part two I is like to, that. yeah, I do too. I like it when things turn out well. Me too. Let's sign up for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part two is to research the original word. So help us out with that. We're going to be in the, okay. in, in Hebrew. Yeah. It's the uh, Hebrew six, seven, four, three. Um, I'm going to try to say it right. Mm -hmm. Saleak. Mm -hmm. And um, it means to push forward or to break out, to be profitable. Mm. And that just, I think, gives us a little bit deeper understanding of um, something doing well or blossoming. Mm -hmm. or, um, yeah, that blossoming succeeding. comes back to yeah. mind also. Because, I mean, you, you think about it like... Um, I have these, I love daffodils. And as we're recording this, mm. it's the spring of the year and I have daffodils in my, in front of my house that are blooming. And I always, I, I look at them because they start, they have these, you know, some of them are just these green stalks. That's not going to mm -hmm. produce a pretty flower. Some of them have these buds on there, but then some of them bloom big. Right. You know? And so I'm like, mm -hmm. when I look at those buds, I'm like, are you going to do the thing that you can do? <laughs> That's a good, you know? And I think about that as we're talking about this as God sometimes, um, looks maybe at, at us and thinks you have all the ingredients to do the thing I've called you to do. Are you going to do the thing I've called mm -hmm. you to do? Oh, I love you know? that. Are you going to open up and, and be beautiful the way I've designed you to be? Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, part three is to read a little bit of commentary. And I have a couple of things that I want to share from the enduring word commentary. One of the things said, it will never wither away and talking about the leaf um, it, or the tree, it will never wither away because it is always getting what it needs. Okay. This is the ouchy part. If we are constantly needy, it may be worth examining if we are planted by the rivers of water mm. or not. I was mm. just studying and there's a there's an episode on this and I'll link it in the show notes on Proverbs 15:33 that was talking about humility. And the Lord has really been teaching me something about the difference between value and humility. And when mm -hmm. I a humility is a sense of not being impressed with your own importance or try, not trying to tout your own importance, right? 
But God really asked me to consider the difference between my own importance and my own value because we are valuable in him. Mm. And what I realized, so it's not a lacking in my value. It's a lacking in my importance. And what I realized is when I am doubting my value, then I'm trying to increase my importance. Right. And so when I feel like I need Mm -hmm. people to affirm that I'm important, it's really about me not connecting Mm. to the source of my value, which is Jesus Christ. I see that in this also probably because it's fresh in my mind, but it says, if we're, if we're constantly needy, if I constantly am needing you to tell me that I'm important, it's probably because I'm not connected to that, which gives me value. And that is remembering how much Jesus loves me. Right. Yeah. What do you think of when, yeah. well, when, when I read this? Well, I think of this needy plant that I have. I mean, that just totally connects with this. I, I, I'm trying to have a tropical plant and I live in the Pacific Northwest. So it's not it's not the greatest idea, but I love Hawaii. You know, I love Hawaii. I do know you love Hawaii. I just Hawaii. want a piece of Hawaii in my yard. And so I bought this hibiscus plant. It is gorgeous. But I, it isn't going to be able to be planted in my yard. I have to keep it in a pot on wheels so that it can be outside when it's warm enough. But then it's inside in our basement with a heater and lights when it's winter like right now. But that thing is the thirstiest plant I think I've ever had. And I forget about it sometimes because it's in the basement. So anyway, I go downstairs and the if, it, if I haven't watered it in the past day or two, the leaves are just falling off they're crunchy and brown and it doesn't completely die but a lot of the leaves do they just they fall off they're on the floor and they're not they're not going to go green again they're not going to go back to the lush and beautiful green that they are when I water them really really well and so um, I just always think of my hibiscus plant and how much water it needs and and how much water I need from God when I need to just be when I need to just remember that that's where my um, my prosperity comes from. It's not any other kind of doing well or succeeding or blossoming. It's from God filling me up from whether it's coming down from above or from the, the moist soul that's that I'm kind of standing on. That has to come from him. And yeah. so I don't want to be a crunchy brown, you know, dead leaf. I want to be the... I, when you see a hibiscus leaf that's healthy, it is the most beautiful green you've ever seen. Mm. So that's me. And, and it's, and it, and it's blessing. I don't mean this to sound trite, but it is a beautiful thing to behold. And so people who look upon it Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. lifted up too, or are encouraged too, or are, you know, they see that beauty too. And I think about that with our own lives, right? Right. It's kind of a refresh, like it refreshes me to see that green. Like it is, it actually energizes me when I see that healthy of a leaf. And I feel like we can do that for people too. Like have that refreshing spirit that they need to see sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. I love that. Uh, One other thing from commentary, it says, um, and this is specifically on whatever he does shall prosper. It says, it isn't that the righteous man has a quote Midas touch. We've probably heard of that. And everything Mm -hmm. he does makes him rich and comfortable. But in the life of the righteous man, God brings forth something good and wonderful out of everything. Mm -hmm. Even tough circumstances bring forth something that shall prosper. 
And so I think about that, like even, you know, with the blossoming, I think there are times that we, I know this is true for me, that I think when I see a bud, that it's going to be a certain bloom if it opens, right? And then I look out the next day and I'm like, oh, that's not the flower I thought it was. Yeah, That sure is pretty, (laughs) you know? And I think sometimes with our own circumstances, you know, something can blossom and be quite different than we expected but it still holds beauty. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm always, I always face this challenge of, will I be mad because it wasn't the flower I thought mm-hmm. it was, or will I be in awe about the fact that you took something very different and created something beautiful anyway? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, part four of the investigate step is to try to rewrite the verse in our own words. I'm going to read it again from the NIV. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. How did that rewrite in Mm. the Susie Crosby translation? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it starts with, she is tall and strong with Mm -hmm. deep roots filled with the living water of Jesus in order to do his good work and bloom with healthy fruit. In all she does, God is coursing through her to bring good. I love that that she is tall and she is strong and the fruit is healthy because there's another thing too. Sometimes when we're Mm -hmm. not drinking the right water, sometimes we can bear fruit Mm -hmm. um, or we can even look like we're bearing fruit. Um, And then you get up close and it's not the kind of fruit that you can consume. It's not the kind of fruit you can Mm -hmm. receive or something, you know, because it hasn't been nurtured the way that healthy fruit must nurture, be nurtured. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wrote coursing through her because I really picture that process of of how plants are fed through the through their veins. You know, the, yeah. it's kind of a constant motion. It's not just um, even if you think you're done watering the plant or it's you know stopped raining, the, the water is coming up through the roots and like it's a it's a ongoing thing. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I really need that ongoing yeah um, nourishment from God being kind of steeped in that in that moist soil yeah and it's like you're talking about with your hibiscus you would not you you would not be surprised to find it all shriveled up and brown if two weeks had gone by and you'd not paid any attention to it right but somehow we're surprised when we're running on empty and two weeks have Mm -hmm. gone by or whatever and we haven't connected ourselves to the nourishment you know yeah um it's not a one and done we need we're created to need it constantly and it's okay that we do but we have to take care of ourselves in that we create space and time to connect with the nourishment right right yeah Yeah, that's good. That's good. Step three in the method is to find the character of God. I wrote down a couple of things. I wrote down that God is generous, that Mm -hmm. he creates goodness from my life as I connect myself with him. Like he doesn't have to use my overflow for something that benefits other people, but he does. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, and I think that's a beautiful thing that, that he invites me to partner with him in his work. And then I wrote down uh, joy the idea that my life can be and is successful and pleasing to God brings me a great deal of joy. And I know that it brings him joy too, to see me um, blossoming 
I believe that he delights in that, you know? Um, and I also wrote down that he is my defense against bitterness that comes from comparison and wondering why unrighteous people seem to have so much and get away with so much. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, right? why does she have that? I know it's gross, but I do it. Like, why does she have that? And he's like, sweetheart, please turn your eyes back to me. You know, I am your defense. Mm-hmm for that needing to, or that temptation to compare yourself because Mm -hmm. you'll always come up short and it's not because it's, it's, you're not going to come up short to me, to God, but you'll always come up short in your own mind when you compare yourself to others. Yeah. Yeah. So step four is to identify the lie. So what did you find there? The lie of the enemy that keeps us from living in this promise, living by this truth. What did you find Susie? That was a lie for you. Um, I had two. I put down, you are fragile, easily pulled up or trampled. The other one I wrote is you have to do this in your own strength. Because mm. I think I fall for that one a lot. Like stay connected, <laughs> you mean? Like in your own strength, you think? Or just like, do- I'll just do this. I won't re- without worry staying about staying connected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just, no, don't worry about where I'm planted right now today. I'm just going to kind of run off and do that. Gotcha. And it sometimes forget yeah. to, um, yeah. You don't have time to connect. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. You're too busy to connect or you've got this. You don't. Yep. Yeah. You can connect tomorrow (laughs) or the next day or the next day. Or in the middle of the mess, which is true, but it's not the, it's not the uh, most successful way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, when we have this regular habit of connecting, whatever that looks like for you, friend, I'm big on call to actions and practical steps to you. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's been a hot minute, <laughs> use this as a reminder that today is a good day. This moment is a good moment. Thank you for connecting to him this way. I hope this is a good connection for yes. you, you know, mm-hmm. um, but that I, I find that when I'm more lax in my connecting habit, if you will, the easier it is not to connect. It's like a body at motion stays in motion, a body at rest stays at rest, you know, kind of thing. And I feel like that's true with our connection too. When it's our habit, we know how much we need it and we keep doing it. But somehow when we get a little bit away from it, I think the lie is all the louder that, see, you don't actually need this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, step five is so what, as we wrap it up, it's just kind of when we write down a takeaway, talk about a takeaway that we have, and this is, this is mine. And then I want to hear yours, Susie. Okay. Uh, I said, be careful how you define success, Angie, success or prosperity, right? When you picture success, the way God describes it, remember that you are abundantly successful, regardless of what the world would say. Mm. How about yours, Susie? I had something like that at, at two. And then I um, I got sort of sidetracked this week. I was working on something else. And I I started reading about Samuel. And there's this uh, verse in 1 Samuel that I think ties into this, this psalm and this verse. And it says, And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I just pictured like this this tree without any dead wrinkled leaves falling off of it that, and then it it goes on to say, and all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. And we don't do these things so that people from, you know, for all of Israel know that we are established of the Lord. But I guess the point is that what Samuel did was really um, 
obvious that mm. that he was God's servant, that he was speaking God's words. And so um, the fact that God was with him and didn't let any of his words fall to the ground just kind of tied it all together for me that that's what it means to prosper in service for him, that God is with us, letting what we're trying to do um, or helping what we're trying to do succeed for his kingdom. And the other stuff, like you said, it's just, it's like not going to matter. Yeah. It's uh, noise really. Ultimately it's noise. Yeah. I love that, that idea of the words not falling to the ground. Cause I think of those dead withered leaves falling to the mm-hmm. ground. Right. And when we stay connected to him, our words, our actions, our work for him, our service, um, that doesn't, it's, it matters and it's going to, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to, we're going to know that it matters. We're going to forget that it matters sometimes, but then we're going to remember that it matters. You know, it's this good is really fruit. the only thing. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Good lasting fruit yeah. that, mm-hmm. that God is providing for other people that need it. And mm-hmm. sometimes for us right back, you know, to ourselves. Yeah. I want to be a tree that always has good fruit mm-hmm. on it because if somebody walks by and they're hungry, I want them to be able to find something mm-hmm. on my tree that oh yeah. that makes me emotional that I picture that. <laughs> I want people to walk if they're walking mm-hmm. by they're like hey I can I can eat here like this yes. is a place I can sit in this shade and eat this fruit and connect to mm-hmm. my creator mm. that's a good word my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that thank you so much for doing this with me um I would love to hear your takeaway listener if you have one you can email me anytime to study on podcast at gmail.com if you haven't yet I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen it only takes a second and it guarantees you'll receive every episode and I encourage you to tune it in on Wednesday this week for our live it out episode with my friend and Susie's Amberly niece, right? Amberly, I know. It's so fun. It is so fun. Amberly is a Christian comedian, and I'll just leave it at that because she's always just so great. And this will be the one to third time that she's been on the Steady On podcast, and she has a new project called Untangling Faith. And she's she sat with me for a little while to just talk about the importance of asking questions in our faith walk, and she really related how asking question keeps us connected. And this was a verse that she pulled out that was just really meaningful to her. So I encourage you to uh, listen to that on Wednesday. And I want to just thank you so much for listening today. And I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.